0: What is love? A study of the Ten Commandments. What do the Ten Commandments have to do with love? Everybody, the answer is everything. everything. Because Jesus told us that all the law and the prophets are summed up, hang upon these two commandments that we would love the Lord with every fiber in ourselves and that we would love our neighbor as ourselves. We want to repeat, just because it's so important. Um, speaking along these lines, talking about the Ten Commandments in a way that, 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 that I have, that we have any hope to have meaning is a challenge because, uh, you know, you're, you're talking about things that in the psyche of people is pretty much set in stone, pardon the pun, but these things are so familiar that they're almost immovable in our minds. So to, to approach them, I have a, a, a prayerfully say, Lord, help us to hear carefully and freshly the life-giving nature of these commands. They're life-giving and so we need to remember, I don't, remind, I don't mind reminding you every week that these are not the 10 accusations. These are not the ten con- condemnations. these are not the ten indictments. These are the Ten Commandments. Having been loved by God, this is how you love him and one another. So we've talked about what that looks what that has looked like so far, and today what we will see is this: love rests. <laughs> what Uh, sometimes the choir is louder than other times love rest Hmm, we'll see how let's see where he goes with this Uh, exodus chapter 20 we're going to read verses 8 through 11 this here here it goes remember the sabbath day by keeping it holy Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day, pardon me, is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. Now that's, if we want to hear that right, that's any uh, regular work, uh, in, industrious type work. That doesn't mean don't, you don't have to feed the kids or, or thank God or 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 robust partners husbands hallelujah right or uh that doesn't that doesn't mean you you know you got to milk the cows you know you got to do the things but not you don't you can you can milk the cow but you don't go plow a new field right okay uh you shall not do any regular work neither you nor your son or daughter parent that just listen you think oh good i get a day off but good thing i've got 14 kids i'm gonna put them to work No, not your son or your daughter, nor your male or female servants, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth. Look at this. God is quoting himself. God is quoting Genesis. It appears that God himself is a creationist. He didn't say, you've now, you know, it. you've heard it suggested that, you know. He said, no, here's what I did. <laughs> it's pretty good. Folks that say, well, the first 11 chapters of Genesis are a mystery. Yeah, they are, except for that, the part where God quotes himself reduces the mystery a bit. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, and he made it. He made it Holy. very good. What's the command? The command here is this, to cease. The word Sabbath is a, is a, is a transliteration really of the Hebrew word. It just means to cease, to desist, to stop. <laughs> stop. All right. Going today. You want me to push this rock up a hill? I'll push it. Here we go. All right. It means to, 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 to cease from all regular work and then to rest, and they rested from sundown to sundown. Now, what's interesting here is this is not presented as a brand new idea. In Exodus chapter 16, we've already seen this in principle already. When the Lord began to provide the manna, he, 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 they, he did that, and they were, they were instructed to get out what they needed each day. But on the sixth day, he said, now today, get out twice as much, because tomorrow is a Sabbath to the Lord. So without any explanation, they're already referring to this practice. We get the idea that this was an idea, at least in principle, that they were aware of. They might not have been practicing it very well, probably not, but they, this was a concept that wasn't brand new. Speaking of that, we need to understand that all of the concepts in the Ten Commandments were not brand new. When the Lord, we'll get to it later, but when the Lord says, now, don't kill, they didn't say, What? (laughs) You don't say, don't steal. Why we've never heard of such a thing. This codifies the Ten Commandments codifies, we've, we've talked about this, the proper way to live as image bearers. It calls us, it, this, this is the standard of righteousness. So it codifies something that was at least understood in part before. So the idea is this, because you are, here's straightforward, because you are loved, because you belong, because you've been redeemed, because you're image bearers, you must set aside a time of rest. This goes for you and for your children. You are God's, you belong to him. You are image bearers, so are your kiddos, and your servants. This is a profound and powerful command. Your servants also, this applies to your servants, it also applies to the animals. Everybody gets to rest, it all belongs to God, we're all honoring God, everybody gets to rest, even the land itself. It applied to everyone equally and at the same time. There's the command. What's the reason for it? The reason for the command is given to us in the text. It's in verse 11. For in six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed it and made it. He rested on that day. Therefore, because he rested, because he rested, say that with me, because he rested. Because he rested, he blessed it and he, he made it That's verse 11, which is referencing Genesis chapter 2, verses 2 and 3, where we read this. By the seventh day, God had finished from all the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day, made it holy because he rested for all the work of creating he had done. God blessed the seventh day. He made it holy because he rested. Therefore, rest is holy probably a good time to say that out loud would you say rest is holy rest is holy now for this kind and for this kind of rest to happen it has to happen on purpose It's not about just if or when we get around to it. This is holy rest. This kind of rest that is holy happens on purpose. And it happens regularly. Not just at the end of our rope. Not just when we have a breakdown. Rest is holy and it needs to be done on purpose and regularly. I'm glad my wife is here to help me preach this thing. The Sabbath, then, as a day of rest for people, for the land, for their economy, as a day of worship and reflection, became central to Israelite culture. At least it was supposed to be. From this point on, you, as you read through your Bible, you'll see that the people of Israel, on one hand, they violated the Sabbath every which way they could and they did so to such an extreme that the prophets say that one of the reasons why they were sent into exile for 70 years was because the it was that was the sabbath they had violated sabbaths one of the reasons they really nailed all of the 10 commandments <laughs> all of them so on one hand it was it was violated uh, in every which way and then on the other it, especially in post-exile times, the Sabbath became, they, they sought to protect it so much that the Sabbath became weaponized. It became a burden. People began to chase people around, making sure they didn't break the Sabbath by doing anything. Eventually, they wouldn't even do anything good if it was considered any kind of work, not rolling the uh, uh, wheat in their hands, not, not ministering to the sick. And so they, it, the Sabbath became weaponized, like many of God's good intended commands become weaponized when we take them out of their intention and their agenda. So if Jesus comes along and restores the reason for the Sabbath when he says in Mark chapter 2, then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man not man, for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. And elsewhere, Jesus says, it is lawful to do what is good on the Sabbath. The Sabbath is supposed to be good. Like all of the commandments, they are given to us for our own good, and they are about love for God and love for our neighbor. Now, we've said that these commands are divided uh, kind of vertically and horizontally like some commands are directed like love for god and others are directed at love for others i would posit i would suggest that the the sabbath command is a blend of both it is an expression of love for god but it is also an expression of love for others because of how it's applied and we'll see uh, we'll see that how it how that lays out the Sabbath is about love for God and love for others, therefore love rests. One more time say love rests. What are the implications then of the of the Sabbath? Well, the Sabbath is huge theologically. It's huge, okay? Theologically, the Sabbath has huge implications. It connects us, first of all, it reaches back and connects us to creation itself. The Sabbath reminds us that God is the creator and that we are the creation and that we are image bearers. It also recognizes, this is so cool, the Sabbath recognizes the curse of sin and the resulting toil of labor. That look. When Adam was in the garden with Eve, he broke a sweat before the fall. Work was good. He toiled. He worked. He did all the things. Broke a sweat, and he had fun doing it. But the result of sin was that was that there that, that sin actually affected creation, so that there was an adversarial relationship. He had to toil. That there was there was an, there was a brokenness there, and it was hard. Labor was hard. But the Sabbath, though is a reminder that, that, that it, it recognizes the curse of sin and the resulting toil of labor and, and the mercy of God to provide relief. Resting restores. Somebody say restores. Resting restores. It restores our health, it restores our strength. It restores our minds. It restores our relationships. And resting reminds us of the promise that God will restore everything lost by sin. It is not a mistake. As you read, your, read consider this. Now read through your Gospels and look at every time that you see what Jesus was up to on the Sabbath. Because every time on the Sabbath, every time, it said, now it was a Sabbath day, and he's opened people's eyes. He's he's making the lame walk. He's he's man with a shriveled hand, he said, stand in the middle, stretch out your hand. He is constantly demonstrating that God is at work to restore everything lost by sin. And how do we celebrate that? How do we remember that? By rest. Sabbath is huge theologically, but it's also very important practically. Practically, the Sabbath, the idea of a Sabbath rest, affirms at least two fundamental principles that, again, are good for us and glorifying to God. But as we have said about all these commandments, they are also necessary for a just and upright. Functional society These commandments are the foundational fabric For good and right society The first principle that we see in the Sabbath is this Work is good It is, I what he said Work is good Now maybe you thought, hey wait a minute I thought this was about rest Well, work is good Without, without work there would be there would be there be no Sabbath. But look at verse nine. The command begins like this six days you shall labor and do all your work. Work is necessary and good. Six days you work. Now that's for them. Six days, was, you know, for France, it's three days. <laughs> just doesn't I don't I don't want to you know split hairs over stuff, it's just there is a time for work somebody say there's a time there's a time time for work and work is good and you should do it after each of the six days of creation you remember you remember the story we went through this in genesis after each of the six days of creation god creates and what does he say after each of the days good Good. Good. right (laughs) light good dark good water good land good veggies good meat real good He makes, and then he makes mankind in his own image, man, and when he gets, finally when he gets to woman, he says, (laughs) he says, very good. He didn't say it until after he got to the girl. (laughs) The man, he's like, all right, that was a good first try. (laughs) But after each of the days when God works, he said, that was So what's the math here? God works and says work is good. Work is good because God says it is. Work is good because work honors God. When When you create, when you produce, when you exercise responsibility, when you serve, it doesn't matter. This isn't about being retired or not retired or whatever. This is about using whatever you have to, to that you the, in, to employ yourself for the good of God and other people, and maybe it is. Hey, you know, you're, it's your, it's your, you know, I make widgets. Make widgets. It's good. If you write, write. If you encourage, you counsel, you give yourself, you ex, you ex, you exercise your energies, you do work, because work is good. And work honors God. Paul affirmed that work is good. First Thessalonians four eleven, he said, "Make it your ambition to." <laughs> there it was. Last night I thought, "What would the, what did I say that I thought was really funny?" And this is it. Um. <laughs> there it is. Makes me laugh again. Oh, I won't do the thing. But uh, First Thessalonians four eleven, and make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your business. <laughs> Boy, and I said, that's, we don't put that on our refrigerators. You don't see that on your magnets or bumper stickers, or T-shirts. But that's a good one. Mind your business and work with your hands. That doesn't mean that, that to be a Christian means that you have to be an artisan. It means as opposed to being idle. Okay, As opposed to being idle, work with your hands. Don't let them be idle just as we told you. 2 Thessalonians 3.10, For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule, the one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. 1, Thessalonians, uh, 1, 1, 1 Timothy 5.8, anyone who does not provide for their relatives by, by what they choose not to, they, they, they refuse to, and especially for their own household, has denied the faith. It's worse than an unbeliever. So far, the math works. God worked, and it was good. We work, and it is So first, work is good. Secondly, rest is holy work is good rest is holy verse 11 for in six days the Lord made the heavens but he rested on the seventh therefore he blessed it made it holy Genesis 2-3 he blessed it made it holy because he rested the math is also clear here friends God rested And said that rest is holy so when we rest on purpose when we rest it is holy for rest to be holy again two things rest happens on purpose it's not a matter of if but when it's not whenever it's on purpose Friends, if rest is holy and rest happens on purpose, then if we do not rest on purpose, we are purposefully rejecting holiness. Rest is different than work. When we rest, we give meaning to work. Rest keeps work in its rightful place. It's good, it's meaningful, but work cannot, must not overrule us, overrun us, and control us. We cannot allow our lives to be totally given over to the exasperation of work. Now of all the commands in the Decalogue, it is this command that is Mm, I, other than the, the the first command that no other gods and no idols, that was a shock to a polytheistic, uh, pluralistic culture as it is to ours. But this one about the Sabbath, you won't, it's difficult, I'll say it, you won't find it in any other ancient Near Eastern system of laws to actually set aside a, a time to not work. Everybody else, why wouldn't you keep working? The more, the more you work, the more you have. The more you work, the more you gain. The more you work, the more you do. So you, would, you should never stop. So on one hand, this, this, this command prevents work from devouring us. But on the other hand, it, all, it goes further because in that same society, maybe maybe you work and work and work and you get to the place where you want to you eventually sh- shift into this licentious thing where I'm not going to work, but I'm going to oppress everybody else and make them work. The Sabbath prevents that as well. It prevents me from being overcome by work, and it prevents me from oppressing others with work. It makes work meaningful by keeping work in its core good and rightful place because if nothing is different then nothing is sacred rest honors god it honors god as god it reminds us rest honors rest reminds us that we are image bearers Rest then affirms our identity, it affirms our history, and it affirms our destiny. That God, that we, have been, that we were created in his image, we were redeemed by his son, and we have been stamped with eternity by his spirit to live with him forever. Rest affirms our trust in God's sufficiency and providence. If I don't trust when I don't when we don't trust God's sufficiency and promise again we give ourselves into trying to work, you know, 8 days a week, 29 hours a day, motivated by fear or greed or otherwise. But rest says, "I trust God. God is my source. I am not my source." Rest honors others as well. Again, we need to remember that the Sabbath command applies to everyone evenly. And it equalizes all image bearers, irrespective of their socioeconomic status, their title, their portfolio, their, their complexion, their ethnicity, their culture. It's no matter who they are, everybody gets is equalized by the Sabbath rest. Rest is holy. Therefore, we should remember the Sabbath by keeping it holy. Now, how do we do that? Well, number one, we cannot copy and paste uh, 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 a theocentric culture of the, the, the Yahweh culture of Exodus and plant it into our life. It just doesn't work. We can't copy and paste it in practice, but we must embrace the principle of In our lives. You should work. And we should agree that work is good. But we must rest. Because rest is holy. Now this is not about deserving to rest. It's about about honoring God you know I put people you know on social media or whatever people they say like oh man we're getting away we're getting we're doing this much deserved whatever enough something they're, they're gonna go to the coast because it's much deserved always let me know or letting us know how much they deserve this like they have to justify or explain why they're resting it's silly it's not about deserving to rest and it's not okay everybody get your grin on you ready to grin a little bit it's not OK to claim that you cannot afford to rest. I can't afford to rest. Oh real Oh, you are that important? I didn't realize that I was in the presence of such divine ego. <laughs> to claim that you cannot afford to rest is the great expression of not only hubris but also folly. Or to claim <laughs> if you think I'm not preaching to myself, you are wrong. Or to claim, or to claim that you don't need to rest. Bless God, I don't need to rest. I'm above rest. Rest is for the weak. It's for the late I'll rest when I'm dead. First of all, that will be truer sooner than you think. Second, try saying rest is for the weak and lazy to God. (laughs) To reject rest is to embrace anxiety and to practice unbelief. It is is only stubbornness and fear and pride and greed and laziness that keep us from rest. But love for God will lead us to rest because rest is holy. So how will you do it? How will you rest? Remember, it happens on purpose or it doesn't happen. And it happens regularly because it is holy. How will you rest? And, let me press it, how will you, as far as it is up to you, ensure that others may rest as well? How will you adjust your expectations, your schedule? How will you do with whatever is under your direct ability and your planning to not only rest on purpose for yourself, but to ensure that others rest on purpose? Because rest is holy. Love for God and love for neighbor rests. Let's pray. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things. And to you are all things you deserve the glory Can we stand and sing that again you are worthy You are worthy of it all You are worthy of it all For from you are Hey, friends, remember, we have uh, more fellowship, more food for you in that cafe. Hope you'll stick around and say hello to somebody and have a conversation. Thank you for being here today. May the Lord bless you. Keep his hand on you for good. God bless.